0: Hey guys, just before we begin this podcast, I would like to tell you about our sponsors, McCann Fitzgerald, who we are incredibly lucky to have as a sponsor, as they are one of the top law firms in the country. One of the things we've noticed about them after speaking with so many different law firms is that while clearly being a top tier firm, they also have a clear human touch to what they do and are very forward thinking. Partners are very involved with graduates and trainees, which seems to have cultivated this incredible culture where people stay for a long time because they enjoy it and feel part of the community. So if you're looking for a career in law, definitely check out their career site, as it seems to be a really great place to work. Hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the GradLife podcast, the Law Edition. Just as a quick introduction, my name is Ruby Porter, and I'm one of the new hosts of the law segment of GradLife. I'm delighted to be joined today by Jonathan Boylan, who's a fourth-year law student and auditor of the 87th session of Trinity Soc. Today, we're going to chat about his time in Trinity, his involvement with Soc, and the challenges he's faced this year as auditor of a society in the Zoom era. Hi,
1: Jonathan. How are you, what's the crack? There
0: Listen, thanks nice. a million for coming on. I know you're not actually a grad yet, but I thought that since the auditor position pretty much qualifies as full-time work, it might be nice to get a sense of what you're up to and um, balancing sock with the final year of your degree. Uh, I gather you're quite used to the Zoom format by now. Um, I have watched some pretty good webinar webinars Lawsock have organized, and I believe you guys have Stephen Fry on tonight.
1: Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, well, thanks very much for having me, first of all. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm actually I'm watching It's a Sin at the moment, where he does a, a really good job of playing a Tory MP, but uh, that's a cool guest to have on. Um, anyway, I think we'll start at the beginning, and by that I, I kind of mean sixth year, like end of secondary school. Um, why did you decide to study law, and why Trinity?
1: Yeah, so I guess, to be honest, I'd say like a lot of people, um, I hadn't really got a clue what I wanted to do. When I was doing my Leaving Cert, um, I was always into kind of English and history and stuff like that. And I guess law just kind of fit that more than the other things. Um we had a really good career guidance counselor and stuff like that. Who kind of tried to veer me towards best and that kind of thing, but um I just never I never really had much of an interest in business. Um so yeah, I just went went for law from that. Um I went to Trinity off the basis of um a, a maths camp that I did, um, which was a trinity for the junior cert. I just thought the place was really cool. Um, and I kind of thought that it, fe- it felt a lot more, it felt a lot homelier than UCD, I guess, um, and the other kind of college options that we that, that I'd seen anyway. Um, just because the campus is kind of small, yeah. I thought it'd be more of an opportunity to meet people and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I just went off the pace of that. I um, was very surprised when I got in, but um, yeah, that was kind of the, the root of that decision, I guess.
0: Cool. And then in terms of what you've been involved in in Trinity, there is a foray into student journalism. John, tell us a bit about that. Trending yeah.
1: <laughs> that was kind of by chance more than anything. Um I just to be honest, in first year of college, I was kind of working a lot. Um I worked in the in the Stella and Rat Mines. Well, I still officially do, I guess, but obviously since COVID started, um, that's been closed for a pretty long time. Um I didn't really get involved at all and I kind of regretted that I guess Um still kind of made friends and stuff like that but I wasn't I didn't really feel like I was like laws at nine hour a week course and I didn't really feel like I was um, making the most out of college and then in second year um, a friend of mine was involved in the paper and just asked me to write a few articles uh, so I did and that's I guess what kind of led me on to being interested in the society stuff because a lot of the articles that I had to write were kind of like attending society events and um, I remember one event I think the Phil had uh, David Cross from Arrested Development plays Tobias in Arrested Development <laughs> and I just thought it was really cool I thought that it was mad that these people were knocking around Trinity um, and it kind of as much as I didn't really love the whole uh journalism side of it it kind of just felt like extra work I thought it was cool that um it kind of changed my perspective of the society stuff I guess because from the outside looking in I guess it kind of looks as if it's very cliquey um not very accessible and stuff like that but yeah once you dip your toe in the water like it's the complete opposite I find with most of them everybody's incredibly nice and welcoming and it kind of helps you just get a lot more out of college Um, yeah I
0: think that is a concern for people like when they start Trinity just that know there is that sense of geekiness but your your advice there would just be to get involved anyway and that you'll you'll see that it's not all that like all the geekiness is made out to be
1: yeah absolutely I mean obviously there's you're going to get good eggs and bad eggs everywhere but um trinity is a kind of a unique place in that sense I guess that there is a society or a club for everything yeah Um, there's so many opportunities here that like you're not going to get anywhere else once you leave um, like I remember even during Freshers Week uh being kind of like approached by the Quidditch Club and stuff like that. <laughs> at the time in your head, you're kind of like, oh, this is very strange. But then afterwards you're kind of like, where else is there a Quidditch Club? Like <laughs> what else are you able to, to do that?
0: But, unique. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It wouldn't I'm... be my cup of tea, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just before we get on to the Lawsoc career, I wanted to chat a bit about uh, your skulls experience. So you, you sat the skulls exams in January 2019. Is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, that was another kind of, I had never, um, I know some people kind of set out to do skulls from like the day that they get in. Um, that was never really my experience whatsoever. I didn't really know they existed up until second year and the guy who was my S2S mentor had done them and he had spoken about them and um, I, like I wasn't really interested in seeing them or anything and then when the time came around I was kind of like they're the only exams that if you fail you don't there's no penalty like there's no sort of you lose out on the time obviously that you spend studying them but there's no real there's no real downside to failing them um, and yeah. you either do well or you don't life goes on like um, and yeah I just decided to give them a go I kind of thought like I'm not going to be here again and um, I'm not going to get this opportunity again And obviously the, like, if you do get them, the the prize is is massive, like. Yeah,
0: definitely worth it, yeah.
1: Maybe a bit over the top for a set of exams, but um, I actually really enjoyed studying for them a lot more than I've enjoyed studying for any other exams because you're kind of encouraged to look at stuff outside the course. And um, a lot of it is kind of more independent research than just with law, which I guess could just be kind of aimlessly reading out cases and reciting that. I never in a million years thought I'd actually get it. I was just kind of doing it to be able in a couple of years to be like, at least I tried it. Like at least I didn't didn't let that opportunity pass. And I was kind of lucky as well that a lot of the subjects I sat for it, the lecturers were incredibly helpful um, and met up with me and stuff like that when I was thinking about doing them and kind of encouraged me to go for it, which really, really helped. Um, That's great. So yeah, that was it was a mad, it was mad experience like the whole it, it like normal people kind of uh yeah a, and I was
0: of, gonna ask then uh, that that year that you sat them was that the first year that they brought in semesterization like did you sit Christmas exams before or
1: yeah um yeah so I had I actually found that helped because
0: oh interesting
1: we because I, I just did the modules that I had for the Christmas exams um which shows (laughs) I wasn't really pre-planning it like I was kind of just trying to give myself as little work as possible um so yeah it was I just had we had exams in obviously the Christmas exams were weren't in January like they are this year I think we had exams in December and then schools were like mid-January um but yeah like they were to be honest they're really not as I feel like there can be like this sort of grand delusion about skulls that they're these impossible exams they're kind of they're very similar to the regular exam for art for law anyway they're kind of very similar to the normal exams that we do (laughs) and um yeah I mean I definitely encourage anybody to go for them um by no means I'd imagine if skulls was given out on the basis of who the smartest people in your course are I'm by no means anywhere near that so um a lot of it's fluke as well like so (laughs) I definitely <laughs> encourage anybody to give them a go.
0: Cool. Um. So then on to the law sock stuff. How did you initially get involved with the law society?
1: Yeah. So as I as I said, I kind of I didn't really do anything in first year kind of college society wise. Um. But I did organise this uh, charity boxing event with a few of my friends from outside of college and a few from inside college as well. Um. And I just really enjoyed doing it. I got a like a really good buzz off it. And then I think Lostok were doing obviously I was going into second year then and I was kind of like I wanted to get more involved. So I think I volunteered with the with the fresher stand or something like that, just to kind of see what the people were like and stuff like that, I guess. And then they were recruiting for like a charity subcommittee. And I thought, like, I'll oh, I'll give that a go. Like I've a bit of experience there and I enjoy doing the the charity events and stuff like that. Like it's really good fun got onto that and then had a brilliant time with that like really enjoyed it way more than I thought I would Um, the guy Rob who was the charities convener at the time was great like he kind of let you do whatever you wanted to do Um, I then I did like a with that I did like a charity concert with a few a few people that I kind of knew and I like really enjoyed that as well and it went pretty well I think we had like 100 people or 150 people at it which was a lot more than I thought it would be I just got a really good buzz off it um and then the following year uh I kind of I wanted to stay involved but I didn't really want to run an election because I just didn't really want to put myself out there I guess which is I don't know like probably a bit not great advice like don't put out there, but, um yeah I was just kind of I guess nervous about the whole election side of it like I didn't really want to be going around asking people to vote for me for stuff and stuff like that yeah and then so I kind of just put it to the on the back burner, thought I'd do the subcommittee again. Um, but then it turned out that the charities convener position was just an application. So you didn't have to do an election. So gave it a go and thankfully that worked out. And then did the charities in third year, like had an unbelievable time doing that. Like probably I'm, I'm sure this year may have been better in college if things were normal, but like by far my best year in college, really, really enjoyed it. Um as you know we did another charity boxing event
0: boxing. <laughs> the most nervous <laughs> i've ever been for anything
1: <laughs> <laughs> I went well at the end though I think you no, it
0: was a great event yeah yeah really successful and um like i suppose that was very events based and then this year's been probably a bit of a change from that given yeah. that, like you have to move everything online but um how have yeah. you dealt with that would you say
1: um It was obviously, to be honest, I think when I decided to run um, at the end of last year, I kind of assumed that the COVID would just go away. And I thought that that would be the case, like pretty much up until I was running for it. Um, Which to be honest as well, my concerns about running an election were kind of realized like, I hated that experience. It was terrible. It was not fun at all. Um, (laughs) Again, do put yourself out there, but uh, it's not fun. but, yeah, in terms of switching to online stuff, um, I think, as with every society, I think at the start of it, there was kind of a novelty with doing an online event and kind of, uh, at least we'll just do this for a while. And then yeah. in a couple of months time, this will all be OK and we can get back to in-person stuff. Um, but that hasn't been the case, obviously. But I think we've been pretty lucky. I mean, I think kind of a month in, I guess we kind of realized that we weren't going to get anything in person. So we kind of started trying to use that to our advantage, I guess. So we started shooting off emails to like ridiculous people. I mean, I think Barack Obama has been emailed and (laughs) any any celebrity under the sun just because I kind of found that as great a Zoom event may be people aren't really going to go to it unless there's any big novelty to it. so the first kind of big one we did, we got Tiny Tempa for like a speaker event, um, which was kind of me selfishly loving Tiny Tempa and wanting to interview, up, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> but that was great. And then we did we got Noel Horn then at the kind of mid December and that like blew up massively. We had like people from Argentina and Brazil. Um, I was getting a load of emails from children like asking me to tell them that they loved Nile and stuff it was oh,
0: that's insane it,
1: it was bizarre it was so so weird um it was great though and like obviously that wouldn't have happened in a normal year so we've been really lucky yes
0: yeah, so there's that. been there's been loads of opportunities as well as as challenges i guess and yeah, yeah that's what i was gonna ask do you think the likes of an uh, Horan horn would have been much more difficult to get if it wasn't a Zoom
1: event. there was absolutely no chance of us getting him if it was uh normal times um for, for two reasons obviously i guess the i didn't really realize how big he was i didn't realize obviously i knew how big one direction were and stuff but the guy's fandom is ridiculous <laughs> like even like if you're in any way even from that one day where i was talking to him like i have to turn off my phone and stuff because You get like all these weird like Twitter follow requests and messages and stuff like that. So I think even the security logistics of getting him into Trinity, if he did want to do, it would have been pretty impossible. Um, And then obviously they would have been, I'm sure he would have been touring or something like that or doing a concert or whatever. So we've been lucky in that respect. It's definitely a lot handier for guests um, which is obviously something LostSock does a lot of. It's probably one of the cooler aspects of the society. Um, So we've been lucky there. It's obviously not great from the social side of it um, because obviously our social events would be a pretty big part of the society and another reason that I'd like really enjoy being a part of the society um, and yeah. like Oscar Ave, uh, Law Ball and Swing Ball would obviously be kind of big events in, in the student calendar I guess for want of a better term so it sucks that we don't have them but I think to be honest like it's been a different year but it's still been I've still really enjoyed it like uh, I haven't regretted doing it whatsoever so yeah
0: and do you think I suppose like given that Lawsock is one of Trinity's biggest societies and have you found it difficult to to balance the auditor position with your studies like would you prefer it to be a sabbatical position or have you found it okay
1: um I think there's kind of two aspects to it I think I would almost have preferred if I had known it was going to be like this I would have taken a year out to do it and um, purely to have the final year experience I guess and yeah. um, and to be able because I think with the online stuff you can do a lot more cool things and um, I think obviously if you took a year out to do it you would improve the society a lot and um, because you'd have a lot more time to do more ambitious stuff I guess and um, like one of the things we set up like a an access to law program, which is like um, a mentoring thing with uh, transition year students from DESH schools. Um, and I think, and that's like been really, really enjoyable. Uh, we do like a monthly a monthly mentoring session, which is basically just trying to get them interested in law and like talking about basic legal issues and stuff like that. Um, but I think we could have got a lot more schools involved with that had, had maybe I had a year out. And we could have expanded that a lot more. Um, so I think from the society aspect of it, I think could have done a, a far better job with the society if I had had the year out. But then on a personal level, I found in first year and in kind of in second year, because I wasn't massively involved in stuff. Um, despite working and stuff like that, you kind of when you have loads of time to do college work, you just don't do it. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really important, particularly with college. um, which I kind of underestimated at the start. Like, it's very important to feel like you're, like you're actually involved in it to motivate yourself to do the work. Yeah. Um, so I kind of, I kind of thrive off being busy and stuff. So I, I, I think I would do, I do better in college when I have lots of stuff to do. So I've really enjoyed, I've actually really enjoyed like kind of being stressed all the time and busy all the time. Obviously sometimes it gets kind of overwhelming, but um, that's kind of, what I signed up for I guess so I really enjoy that aspect of it
0: yeah that's a really interesting perspective so like you kind of find the best way to handle pressures just to to stay busy and stay on top of it I guess
1: yeah I think so I think just me personally I kind of struggle with having too much time um because I'm quite lazy like I can't really do something unless I have to do it I suppose.
0: <laughs> cool um and then like have you struggled with engagement from students this year? Has that been more difficult or how have you kind of dealt with that?
1: Um, I think some of the events have benefited from being online. So we do like a career series, which the attendance at that has been far higher than it would be had it been in person. I think last year we'd only get like 30 or 40 people at a careers talk, whereas this year we'd be getting like ninety, hundred. 100. Um, with it being on zoom. I think the speakers events do a lot better online and um, because obviously people can just tune into them they don't have to trek into college to go to them. That's just in terms of numbers though and I think obviously engagement is a lot lower because yeah. like on a zoom like somebody logs in puts it on mute puts it in the background like just to tap number up and um, I'm sure that's what a lot of the committee do and um, that's what I do for a lot of the events as well. Um, <laughs> so in terms of actual engagement I would say yeah it's suffered massively like uh, there's there's no real people chatting to each other there's none of those like small interactions um that you would get at any kind of society event which is what kind of makes it worthwhile and what makes it fun um but from a purely numbers perspective it's probably been better um but that's kind of same same as everything with COVID I guess like yeah I'm sure that's people going to online lectures but far fewer people actually enjoying being at them so
0: yeah absolutely absolutely um what do you think you've personally learned from the role like has, has it kind of taught you anything
1: yeah for sure um one of the biggest parts of it is kind of the dealing with different personalities and stuff like that and um, I'm very lucky in that everybody on the committee is brilliant and like really really great to work with but um I'd never really been in a position where I would have to kind of manage people I guess um anything I'd kind of done before that would be sort of me going off and doing my own thing and like kind of doing it that way um but obviously with it's the same with any like society committee um you're going to get people who have like competing viewpoints and there's obviously like different concerns about things um so I've I've learned a lot from that aspect of it and like kind of factoring in every opinion rather than just kind of going like straight down the line I guess um definitely learned a lot about time management um <laughs> in terms of <laughs> I used to be pretty bad for kind of staying in bed very late and stuff like that you can't really do that anymore um I still am pretty bad for doing that but um other than that uh, it's kind of I think the main takeaway from my whole experience with it has just been to like no matter what you're like say if it's college or a job or anything just to kind of like take any opportunity that comes along um like there's stuff that I like stuff that I've got to do in college that I would say in first year I wouldn't even have like dreamed of being able to do um even like the even just being able to put on an event that people go to um is a great opportunity the college gives you and um, the same from like a, I'm sure from like a business perspective if you want to set up a company like I mean college is the only time that you're going to be surrounded by like-minded people who are all incredibly intelligent and really really smart um, and to be honest uh, I've found from my from my experience uh, everybody's really nice as well um, it's a very like it's just a great environment to to do things in I suppose uh, for want be a better term so it's definitely taught me from the opportunities that I've got from it. It's definitely taught me to just go for things, like not to let opportunities pass. I guess, yeah. Um, as Tim Robbinsy or whatever as that is, like <laughs> that's what I've learned from
0: it. And and on that note, then you kind of touched on this earlier, but like coming to the end of your time in Trinity, is there anything you wish you'd done, or like any regrets that you have?
1: Um, I don't know, actually. To be honest like I can't really I can't really complain about any aspect of it. Like I really loved like every second of it. I
0: think that's I a say, <laughs> definitely.
1: <laughs> um I regret being I regret stressing about exams and stuff when you didn't have to. Um obviously now I regret like <laughs> every social event that I didn't go to. So, <laughs> yeah to go to beforehand and um, I would say that I regretted not getting involved in first year but I don't really think that I do I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to kind of try and find your feet first and actually see if you want to be involved with the place um but yeah to be honest no if, I've, I've I've like I've loved every second of it I can't complain about anything about college I think it's been amazing like I'm really really sad that I have to leave it
0: out. <laughs> and what are your plans then for when you do have to leave
1: um <laughs> I was afraid you were gonna ask this yeah. I, <laughs> <No idea. laughs> I really don't know um obviously COVID is a big kind of spanner in the works like yeah, if
0: absolutely. I, leave
1: away, I don't know if I can do that and I have no training contract or anything like that so I don't really think that that's the path for me so to be honest at the moment I'm kind of just focusing on trying to kind of squeeze every last drop out of college and then see what see what happens after that I guess I know that's not a great thing to say on a grad life podcast or a business podcast but
0: (laughs) we'll come back to you then in a couple of years and see how you're getting (laughs) (laughs) um cool so just as my final question is just if you had to recommend a book to our listeners what would you go with
1: yeah so also for this one I was uh I had nothing to say. So I Googled uh good books and apparently there's a good few motivational books out there, One, which is called The Pressure Principle, which is very high in the Dubray charts. So that's what I'll recommend because I'm sure they know more about that than I do.
0: <laughs> Great. Well, thank you so much, Jonathan. Um, thanks for coming on and chatting to us and best of luck with everything for the rest of the year.
1: No problem. Cheers. Thanks for having me.